we are able to come together as people of God to learn about the goodness of God in the land of the living. My Lord, you are good and your mercy endure forever. This week, the scripture you brought back to my mind is that then you said to me, when my enemies surround me, then you will, you, you, my head will be lifted up above mine enemies. And so, Lord, you're lifting my head up above my enemies, my God. I am not lifting it up. You are lifting it up, my God, Nevin. And though I may not understand, my God, Nevin, though I may not be able to capture what's going on, my God, I have to do one thing and one thing only, which is to trust in the, the name of the Lord. For the name of the Lord is a strong tower, and the righteous run into it, and they are saved. The next thing I got to do, Lord, is I've got to be able to continue to look at that scripture. And the scripture says, I almost fainted. I almost fainted. I almost fainted. But I was glad that I didn't faint. Because the Lord is the one that upheld my strength. That I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, my God in heaven. Lord, the wealth of the wicked is stored up for the righteous, my God, Devin, and we are who you call your righteous, my God. Not because of righteous works, not because of anything that we did, but because of your son, Jesus Christ, who you sent to set the captives free. And whoever the son set free is free indeed in the name of Jesus. Father, don't let, because we see nothing happen, make us go into depression or make us go into, make decisions, my God, Nevin, that are not a part of your plan, my God, Nevin. Allow us to be patient, to hold on to your unchanging hands, and to follow your words, your instructions, my God, Nevin. Your word is a light unto our path and a lamp unto our feet, my God, Nevin. May it guide us, may it keep us, may it show us, my God in heaven, which way to go in my God in heaven. Lord, I pray you make every crooked path straight, my God in heaven, that we may enter into the promises of God for which your words declare are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. Blessed be the Lord God Almighty, our King, our Lord, our Savior, who is holy, wonderful, and awesome, magnificent, precious, and holy, my God in heaven. And may we turn to you, my God in heaven, instead of turning to ourselves, my God in heaven, and our limited capabilities, my God in heaven. And turn to you, my God in heaven, and praise your name, my God in heaven. Oh, my Jesus, for Lord, you said, enter into your gates with thanksgiving and into your courts with praise, my God, Nephilim. And Father, when we enter into the courts, how can we enter into the courts when the courts seemingly, my God, Nephilim, have been set against us, my God, Nephilim? David said it like this, my God, I will sacrifice a sacrifice of praise in the name of Jesus Christ, my God, Nephilim. Father, help us to find from the depths of our soul, my God in heaven, the keys, my God in heaven, to your kingdom, my God in heaven, to begin to unlock doors that are closed to others in the name of Jesus Christ, my God in heaven. 
may your will may your mind may your kingdom my god never be placed upon us my god ever in us my god heaven and work through us my god heaven that we may advance the kingdom of god my god heaven in our bloodline and in our generation my god heaven for those who you have called my god heaven to hear our voice my god heaven or be assisted by us my god heaven in the wonderful and matchless name of jesus christ my god heaven may we walk in the peace my god heaven may we enter into the zion my god heaven that you have placed place before us my god heaven and let us not look backwards my god heaven but look forward to what you have in store for us in jesus wonderful and holy name my god heaven for you are king and you are holy and you are righteous and you are our redeemer my god heaven work it out in the name of jesus christ and allow us to be obedient to your word to your will and to your way in the name of jesus christ my god let your kingdom come let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven in jesus glorious and wonderful name and we say amen and amen and amen blessed be the god of our father Jesus Christ, we thank you, my God. So, last week, the week before, like, I had a vision, and then um, Kenya had the vision, and I didn't get to share Kenya's vision, right? So, in Kenya's vision, she had a vision about soldiers and about warriors, right? And I'm going to share what I remember from it. Um, in that vision, there were these rings, circle, and inside the circle, there were soldiers. And then outside that circle, there were warriors. And then, and then where the warriors were, there was another circle around the warriors. And then while they were in there, she said she saw it. She couldn't understand what it was. But then the Spirit of the Lord started to clarify it for her. And she started to clarify because there were three rings. <clears throat> and she said the soldiers were the Sadducees, the religious spirit people, and the... um. The warriors were the people of God, a remnant, right? And then she said, all of a sudden, outside the circle, there stood up a leader. And the leader just came up to the, 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 the circle and hit the circle and the walls fell down. Because she said that there's a war going on. And the war was between the soldiers and the warriors. And I said, wow, that's amazing because that's what's going on in the church. There's a war between the remnant and the... And the church, like kingdom and... The, kingdom and church. And kingdom, church and yes, yes, yes. There's a war going on. Yes. Right. So the... Co 
correct, 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 correct. So she she said that, and then she said that um, the 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 leader came and hit the wall. The first wall, the wall came down. Hit the second wall because he's just busting through everything. I mean, he, he hit the first wall, wall came down. Hit the second wall, wall came down. Hit the third wall, the wall came down. And she said, you know what those walls, those rings represent? Those, because she said, I didn't see the devil. But each of those rings represent steel, kill, destroy. And that the, the 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 Lord was the leader that came to break down those walls that the enemy had set up inside to create the war between both sides. He's the one that came to clarify the whole thing now. And when he was walking, the warriors were walking with him. And I was like, wow. So the Lord, so I'm saying to myself afterward, I said, wow. So the Lord is doing some things right now that we can't see. But it's going to manifest openly. Right? So I said, wow, that's amazing. And then here come the Lord now coming to remind me again. So fast forward come back tell me okay this is this then i sent you guys something like in my text and it has to do with manifestation because during the process last time we spoke the lord started to talk to me about manifestation and about kingdom manifestation and about the people who um because there's the, the the issue that's there's lookalikes. Because that's what the enemy does. So the, so like the wicked that has the wealth is the lookalike. Right? But it's the righteous that's supposed to have the wealth. Right? So perfect example. And it's something that's playing out right now in public where... Um, like Elon Musk just bought up Twitter, and when he bought Twitter, everybody who was the lookalike is now losing their mind because they're like they've just lost control over one of the main powers of the air waves. You understand? And God use anybody who He chooses. Yes. So 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 he went into in 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 Babylon he used Nebuchadnezzar. He used him. You know what I'm saying? To take care of God's people and to also take care of their enemies. But people don't really because he called Nebuchadnezzar his is is like his son 
because he used them. The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof and there that they that dwell therein. So you don't know a lot of times when God is doing something, we're quick to look at it and say, hey, evil, 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 evil. But you don't even know that God is behind the scenes. Some of the stuff we're giving the devil credit for what God is doing. Because we don't understand. Because God has to change something. And if there's nobody who has that, like power and authority inside the kingdom, he's going to use somebody outside the kingdom. He used Cyrus to help build back Jerusalem. That guy was outside the kingdom. But he had power and he had wealth. The same thing when, when Nehemiah had to come back, he used that king to give Nehemiah the money and the authority to come back to rebuild Jerusalem. You, you, you get what I'm saying? That is the team. And it's usually when things are really, really rough. So we're looking for like probably like a Christian or somebody like that. But God said, no, I choose who I choose and I use who I use. Don't tell me how to do my thing. I am God. That's why in the dream that I'm, I'm, I'm I had Kanye... Lawyer coming to me with the paperwork. Like for him, this is just a setup. Because he's standing for something, God's going to elevate him even more than that. He's just got to go through his phase of being humbled. Because God really want to use him. Trust me. And he's already started to use him. But he's making shuffles. He's making movements in the earth right now. And the, the airwaves, the prince of the ear right now, the prince of the airwaves is nervous. He's shaking because he's realizing that he's losing those powers. And I was wondering why God gave me certain dates, and the dates are starting to make the, the, the dates are starting to make certain sense now, because the dates are when stuff is going to shift atmospherically. It's when it's starting, and when it's going to keep going. My goodness! But when those days happen, the shifts are going to shift the atmosphere to where it comes towards us. It's going to make changes for us. Before Abraham could go... To, oh my goodness. Before Abraham could have a child, God had to come and deal with Sodom and Gomorrah. He had to clear the atmosphere. He had to clear up the atmosphere. You might see something happening on the ground, but what's happening on the ground... Is being controlled by what's going on in the airwaves. So he had to come and clear that up. Because if it was that wicked where the men wanted to do what they're doing to straight people and stuff like that. It's telling you where they're trying to take this thing. And they're doing it because they're trying to deceive straight. They, they, they're doing that, that thing. That, that, you know, where they dress up and they want to 
uh, 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 think that a, they look so good that it's, it's, it's drawing, you know what I'm saying, a straight person, which is deceiving. You know what I'm saying? So, 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 there's changes happening everywhere, all around us, my goodness. And when it's happening, you're going to feel it in your body because that's the warfare. You're going to feel tired. You're going to feel drawn out. You're going to feel weary because there's a warfare going on over the control of our lives. My God. So now Egypt is getting shaken to its core. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's getting shaken to its core because all the gods of Egypt are being humbled. God used a virus to defeat a virus. Omicron was the virus that defeated the virus. A lot of people don't want to talk about it, but Bill Gates did. Because he said, that's why I got a stockpile of uh, 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 shots now that I can't give to nobody. Because Omicron is doing the job for me. <laughs> Who else could do that? You understand? So... He's doing his thing, but again, if you control all the information, people are still going to be walking around like the thing is still happening because the fear that was instilled is still sitting in people. Because you see, you did it enough to where you controlled their minds. So now you got them stuck in the Egyptian mentality and now it's hard for them to get out of it. It's like you're walking around free, but you're in a cage in your mind. You understand? You got to get the two to come. You got to combine the two together. You know, it can't just be one. You, you have to, to combine both to be able to be truly free. And so, here we are. Talking about jobs. Talking about past experiences. Talking about stuff. Why were I asking the Lord, what's next? What am I supposed to do? What do what what would you have me do now? What what is my training to free my mind now? Because my body is free, but my mind is still trapped. What 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 is it, God? What is what is it? And so instead of us doing a rejoicing, we are doing a fear intimidating thing. We're like kind of like trapped in fear. Because we're like, oh my goodness, um God can't take me out of this. God can't protect me during this god can't keep me during this that's what it 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 comes to be it sounds like 
because of our actions. So when the children of Israel are walking through the wilderness that's supposed to take them 13 days to go into the promised land, they can't go into the promised land because their mind is still stuck in Egypt. Their mind is still stuck in Egypt. I'm going to give you a business. I'm going to give you a house. I'm going to give you things that you did not build. So why are you trying to go back to where you were in a little shack and you were struggling and crying to God, God help me all the time? You know what I'm saying? Why would I want to go back to that? God, listen to me. What he said to me, he said to me, yo, listen to me. Your The, the vision that I'm giving you has to be bigger than what you can do. Because it has to go generational. And 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 he's taking them out of there and trying to give them something that's going to transcend genera generationally. They're caught up in the desert and they're 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 blocked. They can't see, they can't, they can't gain the understanding. So the first thing the law has to do was to give them the law. One of the main things he had to do, not the first thing, but one of the main things he had to do was to give them the law. Because he had to give them something that was going to help to train their minds from thinking in the past to being in the present going into the future. Because this is how you're going to live now going forward. And everything that you want to get from me I'm going to manifest it through you. But how are you going to do that if you don't know my word? Because my word is what manifested everything in the earth. <laughs> David said it like this. Thy word have I hidden in my heart that I may not sin against you. Because we sin every minute in thought and deed. But the word telling you when you put it in your heart, it begins to transform your heart with the power of the Holy Spirit. Because the word by itself in an average person is just sometimes just word. It, it has the power, but because the person has not been released meaning giving permission for the word to work, it will work sporadically. And so the Lord is saying to us, no, we got to give him the permission to allow the word to work consistently. So I'm sitting in the truck with this other guy. All this week I've been working with him. And the uh, Spirit of the Lord started to talk to me. And I'm like, oh, come on, Lord, you can't talk to me now. I got people in the truck. And I'm working. You know? I can't write some stuff down now. You know what I'm saying? I can't I can't get these this stuff. And then he brought back to me where during last time we were talking, he was talking to me about using your keys and basically 
when the children of Israel were, were in the wilderness, it was just about being obedient to the Spirit of God and learning what they have now. Not what they had before, but what they have now, what they've been given now. Because he's taking them with pillar of fire, pillar of cloud at night. So you have you have protection during the day. You have a covering during the you have protection and covering during the day, and you have light during the night in the darkness. So he's leading your path. Thy word is a lamp unto thy feet and a light unto thy path. So he's leading you, he's leading you, he's leading you, he's leading you, he's leading you. So he was talking to me about uh, the keys. And I talk about the four things that, that he told me. And the last one was like, see with God's eyes. That's That's a hard one. Because when we look out the window all the time, we see everything else that's not seeing, that's not doing what we assume God is doing. And we can't see the little glimmer. We can't see the light. We're slipping through and God moving through certain situations, through certain people, through certain circumstances. We can't see it. So because we can't see it, we can't make certain statements like, okay, God, you're moving. And it doesn't matter what happened, God. Like the three Hebrew boys. If it doesn't happen, you're still God. You know what I'm saying? We can't say that. They saw that. So they knew. So they were like, even if you, it don't matter, King, we ain't bowing. We ain't bowing. So even if you even if it ain't happened, God is still God and God is who we're gonna serve, whatever. When you get to that place, that's the most powerful you have because then you start to declare, you start to speak things. And you speak those things from a powerful place. Because you speak those places from a place where now you're letting the Spirit of God now come up, rise up in you, and speak. And when that thing happens, it's no longer fear-driven. It's now fate-driven. You even start to wonder, ask yourself a question like, yeah, what am I saying? Because what, am I, what I'm saying does not match up with what I'm looking at in the natural. But fate in God says... We're supposed to speak those things that are not as though they are. And the only way to do that is to see through God's eyes. Remember who you are in God, the covenant that you have with God, and God has with you, and what he has made promises to you, how he has made promises to you. We could go when, because let me tell you, when when stuff start to go a wire, we are so quick to start to want to look at what we know instead of looking towards where we're going. It's just a human thing, and it? it's a human thing because we want to find something that 
secures us, that makes us feel safe. And that's all we're looking for. When, when, when the children of Israel came out of Egypt, they did not get the sense yet. They felt safer being in Egypt underneath the Egyptians than being in the presence of God. And you can see by their actions. You could see it by their actions. Because these are the guys who are rising up against Moses. Because what? Because I took you out of Egypt that you were being a slave. Um, I'm now doing the things that God says to do. I'm now giving you the word. I'm now making you borrow money from the Egyptians. You see God wipe out the Egyptians. Uh, we're out in the wilderness and God is taking us on this 13 day journey. You guys go and see with your natural eyes giants in the other land. And when you saw the giants in the other land, it freaked you guys out because you're so used to what you see. You're not, you're, you're not even considering that there's a pillar of cloud standing behind me right now that's supposed to be impossible. You're not focused on that. That's, what the, that's why uh, Jer, Jer, uh, Isaiah says, He will keep you in perfect peace who ha, whose eyes is stayed on him. That's where your peace comes from. Keep your eyes fixated on the Lord. And if you could keep your eyes on the Lord, you will get answers that you didn't even look for because you're coming from a peaceful place so God can speak to you. You could hear what you're supposed to hear. But so much time, we're so in a rush, we have no peace, so we can't sit still. We can't, you know, we're worried, we're fearful, we're all these different things. And during these processes, it gets too loud sometimes for us to even hear what God is saying. When Jeremiah was talking, and and this is a little thing that I uh, that fascinates me is is the Bible says the word of the Lord came to me. I want to just touch that for five seconds. When that means have the word of the Lord come to us and we discarded it or we couldn't see. Uh, somebody come to your house. You're inside and they're knocking at the door, but you can't hear them because you're vacuuming. It's too loud. You can't hear them. But. They got your package at the door and it's something that you've been waiting on. It's like UPS. You got to sign for it. But you didn't get your package and you, you was waiting on that thing all day. But you say, hey, let me just do some, because you were sitting peaceful in the house and you said, hey, let me just do some vacuuming right now. And the time you start to make a noise, boop, 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 Oh, okay. They're gone. They ain't coming back. Till like probably next week or whatever, they got to make another delivery. So, 
how often has the word of the Lord come to us? But because he has come to us, life, all sort of stuff, we didn't get it. We didn't get our packages. And then we're saying, God, what, what happened? Why, why, why I didn't get my package? You know what I'm saying? I prayed, I asked, I did what I was supposed to do, but what, why I ain't doing? Why I didn't come? And you got to ask yourself a question. Was you vacuuming? Was you making so much noise that you couldn't hear the Lord? The Lord loves when you make noise in his presence. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. But when he's speaking, he wants you to be still. Be still and know that I am God. You understand? So the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah and Jeremiah was able to capture the word. And when the word came, what did the word do? The word caused Jeremiah to see. <laughs> It caused Jeremiah to see. So when the word comes, the word's going to cause you to see something that you couldn't see before, but was there. The difference between your then and your now is that. We go to church sometimes, and we go to church, you know what I'm saying? The preacher be preaching, preacher be preaching, preacher be preaching, preacher be preaching. And then all of a sudden, there's a certain word that just, out of the everything that's being said, just hit you. And when it hit you, scales fall off your eye, you can see something that you never saw before. Something to you makes sense now that didn't make sense before. And you start to say, oh... Oh, okay. So this is why, or that's what that's what I'm supposed to be doing. And then you go forth and begin to apply what you heard. So while we're waiting on the word, if God asks us a question, what you're seeing. A lot of times, we're going to be seeing a whole bunch of fear stuff. We're going to be seeing a whole bunch of stuff that's in the past. That's not now connected to your now and future. And you're going to resonate with that because it's the humanness. You're going to resonate with it. You're going to be like, oh, yeah, well, this is familiar to what I know when I Blah, 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 blah. And that's another thing that people um like, and it's it's just a it's a human thing. It's that we always like to have a reference point. We always have, want to have a reference point. Reference is simply: Does this seem familiar to what I did before? But sometimes because it's so familiar, we'll end up repeating what we did before. When we're supposed to be doing something new. So when the word came to him, it caused him to see. And when it caused him to see, God 
God said to him, you have seen correctly. Because what you are seeing will be fulfilled. <laughs> so because we can't see correctly, <laughs> what he's sending to us can't be fulfilled because you can't see it. <laughs> that was the first thing he said when he said to Jeremiah, asked, he asked him the question, what do you see? And Jerry said, hey, I see a branch of an almond tree. I replied, and the Lord said to me, you have seen correctly. For I am watching to see that my word is fulfilled. And then we connect that to the budding of Aaron's but budding of um, Aaron's rod. Number 17. And where the, the, the stick bud. But it didn't just bud. It actually brought forth almonds. Overnight. And that was to differentiate and to show that God, who God is with. Let me see if I can read that real quick. I just want to get back to where this is. Because in 17 it says, And the Lord spake to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, and get from them a rod from each father's house. All their leaders, according to the father's houses, 12 rods, write each man's name on his rod. And you shall write Aaron's name on the rod of Levi. For there shall be one rod for the head of each father's house. Then you shall place him in a tabernacle of meeting before the testimony. Before the testimony. Where I meet with you, and it shall be that the rod of the man whom I choose will blossom. Thus, I will rid myself of the complaints of the children of Israel, which they make against you. So Moses spoke to the children of Israel, all the leaders. They gave him a, a piece, a rod apiece for each leader according to their father's houses. Twelve rods. And the rod of Aaron was among them. And Moses placed the rod before the Lord in the tabernacle. Now it came to pass on the next day that Moses went into the tabernacle of witness. And behold... The rod of Aaron of the house of Levi had sprouted and put forth buds, had produced blossoms and yielded ripe almonds. Not just, not just bud, 
not just flowers, not just almonds, but ripe almonds. A whole season happened overnight. An entire season happened in one night in the presence of the Lord. <laughs> then Moses brought out all the rods from before the Lord to all the children of Israel. And they spoke and each man took his rod. And then the Lord said to Moses, bring Aaron's rod back before the testimony to be kept as a sign against the rebels that you may put their complaints away from me lest they die. Thus did Moses, just as the Lord had commanded him, so he did. So the children have spoke to Moses saying, surely we will die, we will perish. We all perish. Whoever comes near, the tabernacle of the Lord must die. This is the people. Shall we utterly die? So they just keep reciting the same thing over and over. Lord, we're dead, we're dead, we're dead, we're dead, we're dead. We're dead, we're dead, we're dead, we're dead. Because when God begins to differentiate and begin to show who is with and what the covenant looks like, the enemies around us will become very fearful. And the enemies right here were not outsiders. The enemies were people inside the church. This is the, this is the, this is the thing. So sometimes you may not be able to get to your destination, not because of something you did but because of who's fighting you who's supposed to be in line with you who's supposed to be a blessing to you is fighting you my lord my savior was king so the lord the lord because Everybody had to write their name. If you notice, everybody had to write their name um, on the rod. Everybody. They had to do something. They had to take it from out of one area and put it in the next. So I sent you guys a text right and the text was where is it where you go the the text was about the levels of manifestation right and about the different levels of manifestation and I'm hearing certain things, like just just watching TV. I'm I, I'm not looking for it, but I'm hearing it. And 
I'm sitting in the truck, and so I decided to like just write down what I'm what I'm hearing. I don't make sense of the thing, but I just write it down. But I remember last week when we were talking, he told me that the first level of manifestation is writing it down. That's the first level. So what is that? What does that mean? What does that mean? It means that whatever vision that the Lord gave you, the first thing that you have to do is write it down. The first thing, the first thing that you had to do. What did the Lord tell all of them to do? He told them to take their name and write their name on the rod. It was to write it down. Write their name on the rod. That's a first level because there are things that are called realms. And one realm is in your head. It's an invisible realm where there's a war that goes on um, to control that realm, to control how you think. So you either have a kingdom realm or you have a worldly realm going on in between your ears in the invisible because nobody can see what's inside your head except God. So he placed something inside there when he wants to get it into this realm, into the physical realm. So the only way to get it from inside the invisible realm, inside your head where you place it, is you've got to first take it out by putting it in a physical form in this realm. And the physical form you do is to write. When the Lord came over the earth, he looked over the earth. Right? <laughs> the next level of that form is to speak it out. When the Lord came over the earth and he looked over the earth, the earth was null and void. But then he spoke. He said, let there be. And everything that he said, let there be, was what was inside of him. So what was inside of him, when he began to speak, now began to manifest outside of him. So what he's doing, he's taking, he's teaching us how to be like him. Write it down. Take, see the thing in your head. And the people of the world and stuff like that, they teach you stuff. But when it comes from God, God is going to give you the scriptures to tie in to let you understand that this is how I did it. And this is how my children is supposed to operate accordingly. So the thing comes from the spirit realm, comes into your head, you see it, you take it out, you write it down. When you write it down, that is your first level, because you have now manifested it on this realm, in this physical realm, because it was invisible in your head that nobody could see, only you and God. Now you took it out of that invisible realm and you place it in the physical by writing it down on a paper.
So once you put it on a paper, it's now physical. It's something that you could touch now. It's something tangible. So you have now brought it in its in its null and void form. You have brought it into this realm. Now you have to get it from being on the paper to now being a reality. To not just you, but everyone else around you. The way I explain it to me is like, all the inventions, the car that you see was a thought in somebody's mind that you're driving. The house you're living in was a thought in somebody's mind that you're living in. The roads, the highways, the stoplights, the elevator was all in somebody's mind before they entered this physical realm. And what they did was wrote it down first. They didn't run and go tell somebody. They wrote it down first. So they took it out of the invisible and brought it into the physical world. This dimension. That's your first level of manifestation. But if it's a car, if it's a house, if it's a business, if it's money, you want to be able to hold it tangibly in your hand and begin to use what you wrote down. But for you to use what you wrote down, you're going to have to go to level three. Right? So he said, you take it from the invisible and you all the imagination you put on paper. When you write it down, you have moved it from the invisible realm to the physical realm. Three, begin to look at what you see. Oh. So now, the next level is to do like what God did. God did was what was look over the earth. He looked over it. Begin to look at what you see and begin to find things in this realms, i.e. a picture of a physical object that represents what you have written down. So, for example, if you want to make thousands and thousands of dollars, what is the figure that you would like to make for the year? Then you take that figure and backtrack it down to its simplest form and then begin to look at that stuff. So then you say, I want to make a million dollars. Find a picture of a million dollars, put an equal sign, and put a million dollars in writing, because you're writing it down, and then you backtrack it, how much you have to make a month, how much you have to make a quarter, how much you have to make six months, how much you have to make a year, how much you have to make one month, vice versa, and that will equal to the million.
So you're you you are now learning how to manifest like your father. Because after you put the picture up and you begin to look at the picture, you're going to place the writing along with scripture and the picture or pictures of what it is that you wrote down and you're going to put it on a wall slightly above your head. I'm going to tell you why. But one that you're able to touch with your hands. You're going to put it totally a little bit above your head. The reason why you're putting it a, a, a little bit above your head is because you are replicating what you saw inside your mind. Your head is the highest point of your body. And when God dropped that in your spirit, it came into your mind. So all you're doing is taking that thing out of your mind and placing it on a wall to represent what was going on inside your head. So that's why it has to be slightly above your head. It's just slightly above your head level. So when you open your eyes and you look, you could look at what you're seeing. Now in this realm, you're no longer looking at it inside your mind, inside your psyche, inside your, your, your head. You're now looking it in, at it in this realm. And if you could see... It in this realm, you can do it. You can bring it to pass. Because you're seeing what God has placed inside of you. Because now he's already given it to you. That's the reason why you saw it in the first place. It's already given. He just wants you to bring it into this realm. Take it out of your head and bring it into this room. So now you see the million dollars in the wall. This is the example. You see the million dollars wall. If it's a house, it's a car, if it's a business. Um, you don't even, let me show you something. You don't even have to come up with the business. You just got to come up with the amount. When you come up with the amount, the, uh, the thing is going to create the business in you. It's going to give you ideas. When you begin to follow all of these principles. Because here's what God did. God made everything first for Adam. Then put Adam in it. He made his body first. Then he put the spirit of God in him. So there's a shell that he's working with. There's a, there's a, he's working with my God in heaven. So he's working with the picture first. Then he brings the picture to life. Number five is you're going to begin to recite 
what you wrote down along with the scripture that is laid upon your heart because he's going to give you something. The wealth of the wicked is stored up for the righteous. Don't discard the scriptures. Even if you, even if the scripture doesn't seem like it, it lines up with it, that scripture might have a revelation in it that you don't even know is in it because you didn't get a revelation. See, the scripture come up in your spirit. Oh, this, this don't tie into it. But you don't even understand what it, Because that scripture might be taking... My God, it might be where your stuff is. And it needs to be brought from that space to you. All right. Begin to recite the scriptures while looking... At your writing and pictures. Do this first thing in the morning and the last thing at night. First thing in the morning, meaning you talk to God, you look up at your scriptures. This is this is what I am putting into the atmosphere. I am beginning to speak and I'm beginning to do like what God did. God looked over the earth and then began to speak. And what he began to speak is what began to manifest, what began to form, it began to populate, it began to grow everything. So you and I may not have physical money right now in a sense but we have the power of the holy spirit the same power that raised jesus from the dead lives inside of us that's what the scripture says that's what the bible says the same power that raised jesus from the dead so that's the same power that that, that 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 formulated the same Adam, the, the, the second Adam lives inside of us. So we're supposed to be operating according to the pattern of what God had set up from before the foundation of the world, which he did when he created the world. So that same power is now alive and living in us. And if he's giving us the instructions and how to activate and to use this thing, it means that he wants us to use his way, not the world's way. The world's way is you go chase after the thing, but the kingdom way is seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. The kingdom of God and his righteousness. Okay, so let's talk about kingdom and let's talk about realm. All right. So the word realm, when you look it up, it says kingdom. So inside your mind, there is a kingdom. Inside your head, there's a kingdom because there's a realm inside your head. That's one realm. That's one dimension of of the 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 the, the glory of God that he has placed inside of us. The ability to be creative, the ability to, to see things that are not there that nobody else sees. 
and be able to manifest those things in this realm. So, so, so you are, he said, seek ye first the kingdom. So you're seeking first the realm of the kingdom that the God has placed in your mind and all the things that are inside that kingdom will be what? What did the scripture say? What did the scripture say? And all those things you're seeking those that realm, right? And it says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Added. Added. Added unto you. It's simply telling you and I that it's going to come. Not how we are anticipating it, but how God has orchestrated it. That's why he gave you a picture, a snippet of the thing in your mind. And as you begin to focus on that thing and begin to continue to bless the Lord, continue to walk with him, continue to move, that thing will begin to grow in you. And then that power will begin to manifest. So my dad sick, right? So I'm thinking about it. I am doing everything he's generating. He's, he's creating the atmosphere. He's playing the music because he's preparing himself for and the word of the Lord came unto him. So he's preparing himself for, and the word of the Lord came unto him. So he's preparing himself for, and the word of the Lord came to him. So he's preparing himself for his healing. And in preparing himself for his healing, he prepared that atmosphere. He didn't have something up on the wall, but he had music playing. He had something that would pierce his thinking process and his heart so that God could show him himself healed. And he could begin to recite that thing to himself. I'm healed in Jesus' name. I'm healed in Jesus' name. I'm delivered in Jesus' name. I have breakthrough in Jesus' name. Jesus. I have everything that I need and more in Jesus' name. I am blessed to be a blessing in Jesus' name. My God, Nevin. I am the lender and not the borrower. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not the beneath. The wealth of the wicked is toward for the righteous. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, my God, Nevin. And so the scriptures are going to begin to like flow out of your spirit and you're going to begin to speak these things. And the angels of the Lord who hearken unto the voice of his word who excel in strength that are waiting for us to begin to speak what he told us, my God, to begin to manifest it, will begin to do so. Because we'll begin to speak 
like how God is speaking, and we begin to speak like him, then the angels will begin to recognize him in our voices, my God, heaven, and begin to acknowledge the word of the Lord that came unto me, and the word came unto me, and uh, my God, heaven. And when that happens, then they will begin to manifest what we are saying. So first thing in the morning, last thing at night. Document where you are when you started. Make a make a a a, 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 a documentation. Well, today is ten seven or eleven seven twenty twenty two, right? And you do 30-day increments. So 11.22, write it down when you started. So you take all the stuff, you take the, the, the thing, you print it out, you put it on the paper, go to Staples, you got $2, $3, whatever. You take that thing, that's your investment that you're sowing into this thing, into your word that the Lord gave given unto you. And then you stick this thing up and begin to look at it because you have to be able to look at it. God didn't come over the earth and didn't look at the earth. He looked at it. It was in its rough form. But then when he began to spoke, it began to organize. It began to organize from his words. So you document where you are, where you started, and then... 30 days you track yourself and see. So you put down your start date and you put down your 30 day end date. And you do this for 30 days. If you do not see any changes, rinse and repeat. But this time, intensify the process. This means... If you got to put it on your phone, your screen on your phone, let it be your screensaver. Put it on some screens that you look at constantly so that you could constantly be reminded of it because you want to look at it. You Let me tell you something. Let me tell you about the mind and let me tell you about the spirit. Sometimes we don't want to look at the stuff because it seems impossible. So we don't want to look at it because it's we're saying to ourselves that um, it's going to deter us it's going to make us feel down or whatever no you have to look at the thing until you get used to it till it becomes a because what you're trying to do is get it to become a part of you you're rewriting the narrative in your system in your spiritive in your spirit you're sorry you're rewriting the narrative in your spirit So you have to look at it until it becomes a part of you. Because if you don't, even if it comes, you're going to shun it. Because it's not a part of you. It's a strange thing. You're going to shun it. The money will come to you and you'll push it away. Because what, when you did not want to look at it, what you were doing was pushing away with God showing you. 
So you got to look at it. Even if it makes you feel uncomfortable. Even if you don't feel good. So if you come home and you have a long day and you're tired, you still do the process. You do not stop. Even if you're tired, go look at it. When they were in the desert and they were worshiping idols and stuff like that, God had to tell Moses to make a serpent and put it on a pole. And anybody who looked at that thing got healed. Anybody who looked away, hey, whatever happens, happens. But everyone who looked at it got healed. So you want your breakthrough? You want your miracle? You want your transformation? You want to see a miracle? You want to see what God has for you? You got to begin to act like your daddy. You got to begin to mimic your dad. You've got to begin to, when people are saying to you, doom and gloom, you got to start to give God some praises. You're not giving God praises for the doom and the gloom. You're giving God praises for God being God because you know that your daddy going to protect you through thick and thin, through whatever is going on. So you're going to have to do contrary to what the world is doing. We are in this world, but we are not of this world. And that's how we change stuff. That's how we change stuff. Because then you will go back to what he told me before, which was this. No thought is a bad thought. No idea is a bad idea to generate more income. No, no thought is a bad thought. No idea to generate more income is a bad one. But you've got to create that atmosphere within your spirit, man. And that's what that, that's what catch a lot of people. In the beginning, I used to say to people, you know what I say? Oh, I used to say it to you guys, but you guys, I don't know if you guys got. I used to ask people, "What's your word count?" You remember? I used to ask, "What's your word count?" Because if somebody step on your toes, what's your word count? What's going to come out of you? Because if you get squeezed. What's in you is what's going to come out of you. You're not going to squeeze a bag of water and uh, a grape juice come out of it. No, water going to come out of it. You're not going to squeeze a tomato and orange juice come out of it. It's what in it is going to come out of it. And when you do this, you'll fill yourself with that. So even if the enemy tried to squeeze you, you know what's coming out of you? Millions of dollars. You know what's coming out of you? Miracles. Breakthrough. 
That's what's coming out of you. So he, <laughs> so when he think that he gonna be able to do certain things, my God, to try to block you, try to stop you, he only promoting you. When the devil, when God said to, to, to said to him, "Have you seen my servant Job?" What was the end of that story? What was the end of that story? Not the middle. What was the end of that story? Because when he got squeezed, what came out of him? Seven times greater, seven times more wealthier. Everything got multiplied. Everything got multiplied. We keep asking God what, you know what I'm saying? To do this, da, 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 da. and God's saying, listen, I give you keys, man. You have to use them. This is the keys to the kingdom. You talk to you listen, let me let me let me show you. 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 David. When people talk about like these new age people talk about meditation and all that nonsense or whatever, blah 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 blah. David is the master meditator. Come on, David, the master, med this dude always meditating on God's word. Why do you think he was able to do certain things? Why do you think he was able to see certain things? Because he's always meditating. He's always setting an atmosphere for the presence of the Lord to come in. So he could do some stuff. So even when the enemy tried to trip him up, call him murderer, call him all these things, when we who are humans read that, we call him great. God said, there's nobody else like this dude. This is a man after my own heart. God. God. Any war David going into, before David go into war, David seek God for strategy. David, God said to him, hey, when you see the bushes on the mulberry tree flashing, you know it what time it is. Sounds so crazy. How you going to know that the breeze blowing at the top of the bush is God? Unless the word of the Lord came to you. And you received it. And you meditated on it. So when we are reciting and we're looking at that board. That people call vision board. What you're doing is you're meditating on it. You're putting that thing into your mind. Before you go to bed. And when you get up in the morning, you are making it be the first and the last. You are generating God's presence in your thought process as you sleep. You are generating the thought process as you awaken.
So you're starting your day off with God and you are, oh my goodness, Jesus. So what was Adam seeing? <laughs> what was Adam seeing? Adam was to oversee. So it was like Adam got this big picture called a garden. And Adam's job was to oversee what's going on in the garden. This physical thing. He had to go and tend to the garden. But the Bible says like in the cool of the day, God will come down and have a conversation with him. And the conversation would go like this. Hey, uh, did you already name all the animals and, and everybody? And, and Adam said, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I named the monkey Bob and I named the, the, the other one over there, John or whatever. They're all named. <clears throat> and God said, okay, good. Again, another time where you see God asking somebody, somebody and, and, and he didn't complain. Because the thought that he placed in Adam's mind is what Adam was fulfilling. When the word came to, to Jeremiah, it was the same thing. Because I am watching over what I placed inside your psyche to fulfill it. I need you to speak it out into this ear, into the atmosphere to manifest it. To let the angels of the Lord grab a hold of it and begin to work on it. Begin to build it. So when Adam goes to sleep, Adam wake up, here's a woman next to him. What's, okay, whoa, whoa, hold on, who's this? Who's this? You're the only one that's alone, so I got to put somebody with you. You're not alone, because, but I'm with you, but I'm putting somebody with you. So the things that you need, <laughs> my Jesus, the things that you need in your life, you put them on that board. And you put the scriptures next to it. And you recite that scripture. Because you're telling the angels of the Lord that are sitting around twiddling their thumbs. Because nobody's telling them what to do. Nobody's telling them what to do. Nobody is telling them what to do. We're telling them, okay God, let us uh, let me get a job like when I was in Connecticut. No, that's not their assignment. That's not their assignment. So they're like, okay, I'm waiting on you to tell me what God is telling you, not what you want to go back to do. What is God telling you to do now? And most of the time, we're just sitting there saying, woe is me. No me hang my head down instead of getting excited but we can't get excited and you know what we can't get excited because we don't have no vision we don't have no nothing where there's no vision the people perish so we have no vision so we can't get excited there's, there's, we don't have nothing that we're looking at that we're saying okay get up in the morning and we put it in our mind and go into the night because 
Are you let me tell you something. This brain that God given to us, we don't even we haven't even tapped into the uh, uh, a piece of it. Because this brain works in two three dimensions. Works to take care of your body. It, it, it works to, to um tell your body how to operate and and to allow you to think in this dimension. And also in the supernatural, invisible dimension. It works in three dimensions. Your physical body. You're outside of you to see and understand what you're seeing outside of you. And inside the invisible realm, inside your head where you can't, where, where nobody can see. It works in three dimensions. We haven't really touched, we haven't really tapped into it. The scientists say that we're using what, 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 what 7% of our brain? 7% of our brain? So what happened to the rest of it? You know what I'm saying? Not even 50%? Not even 30%? Not even 40%? 7%? And if we're using that, that means we're not tapping into God's potential inside of us. We're just surface leveling the thing. And we're feeling great about that. When God is saying, no, there is more. There is more. How do you think all of these technologies are going to come into the earth? How do you think the changes that need to be happening are going to come into the earth? When we pray, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. It got to come through a person. It comes into the imagination of someone and then that person God allows to manifest it in the earth realm. Somebody had to see it in the invisible to be able to bring it out of the invisible. And, into, and this is how you pull stuff from the invisible realm into the tangible realm that you could sit in it and drive. You could sit in it and laugh. You could sit in it and write. You could talk to it. You could hold it. When Before Karen even got pregnant, we had a board up in our bedroom. Had love in the bedroom. Peace in the bedroom. Unity. It had a, a, a picture of a baby in someone's stomach. Because you're trying to grab, you're trying, listen, you're trying to create something new. And if God has spoken to you about it, you have to have these pictures. You have to have these things. You have to, because we are creatures. Listen, our faith, we don't walk by sight. You understand? We don't walk by natural sight. People of God walk by faith. But our faith is what takes the invisible, what's inside our head, and brings it into the tangible outside of our head. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not yet seen, not yet seen, 
So the only way to get our bodies to work on that principle not yet seen is to take what we see in our head and put it on a piece of paper so we could look at it. There you go. That's why God says to write it down. Because it's going to speak. Whoa. So it's got a voice. So it's got a voice. Whose voice is it? It's your voice. It's my voice. Because it's a vision come to me. I got to speak that vision into existence. And when I begin to speak that vision that I wrote down, when I begin to speak that vision, speak that vision that I wrote down, you know what happens? Manifestation begins to happen in small ways. The needle starts to move. Access to ears that I would not even think about that I'm accessing now. Things that I, I wouldn't probably even give a second to, I start to access it. Stuff, you know, and it always starts small and then turns into a giant boulder. But this is what God is saying to us. This is what God is saying to us. And it's up to us to do our part. In Jesus' name. It's up to us to do our part in Jesus' name. It's up to us to do our part in Jesus' name. Because this is what God wants for us. You know what I'm saying? We're like, okay, waiting on God. And God is like, uh, I'm waiting on you guys. I already give it to you. In your, I give it to you in, in your spirit. I've deposited in your spirit. I've, I've dropped it into your, the, the place that I could communicate with you consistently. Your imagination, your dreams, your visions. I, could, I can communicate in those places like no other places because in those places there is no limitation to what I can do in those spaces there's no limitation there's none that's why he said I could do exceedingly abundantly above the all that you may ask or think ask or think ask or think according to the power at work in who? in you in me you know what I'm saying? And we don't let him go. That's the whole thing. We don't let him go. We constrict him so much that he can't really do what he want to do. He can't show you what he want to show you because he show you what he want to show you. You start to freak out. I'm telling you, he showed me stuff already where it really freaked me out. Wow. You understand? We're like, no, 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 God. Okay, uh, do it a different way. No, this is my way, and you have to adapt. You have to learn how to be. My ways are not your ways. As high as the heaven is from the earth, <laughs> my ways are not. But I got to send my word, because if I don't send my word, my word cannot return unto me void. It can't come back void. It has to be a fulfilled word that comes back to God. So what he's trying to get us to do is to get in that line. Get in line with him. 
and begin to show forth what he has for us. Get in that private place, like the Bible says. Get into that quiet space by yourself. Close the door behind you. And what you have prayed for in the... <laughs> he will reward you openly before everybody. That's how you get people guessing because they can't figure out how to block you, how to stop you because they don't know your vision. You're not running around telling everybody what God is telling you. My God, never you keeping it inside that space with you and him and you meditating on that and letting God manifest that thing through you. And when he begins to manifest that thing through you, you blow the socks off people who were thinking and looking like, okay, this is the end for them. They ain't going no further. But God has not said it's the end. God has said it's the more. There is more of me I want to give and show you. There is more I want to accomplish with you. This is not the end. The world is singing the end. But they can't tell you when the end is. Because I told you that the, when the end will come. When will the end come? When my father says it's the end. And he has not told me when the end is. So the world can't tell you the end is coming. The world can only tell you what they feel and what they believe based upon dear God and gods and goddesses. They could tell you that. But when God is telling you something, you could take that to the bank or you could toss it in the trash like a lot of people because it seems insignificant. When it's actually major. Because the Lord said. I use the foolish things of this world. To confound the so-called wise. So we would be considered God's foolishness. Because we're doing things. Oh God is saying. What do you think? You think speaking out something that you written on the wall. Can do anything. Can make any changes. Yeah. To you, no, but to my God, yes. And this is the second time he came back, but this is more detail. Because on the wall, like I said, I have to put a picture above Jamaica. And put these things surrounding Jamaica. Um, and I remember telling you even about a vehicle for you. You've got to put... A vehicle that you want and put the words around it. You've got to put the things that you want. If it's a house, if it's a business, you've got to put it on the wall. Let God begin to work it through you in ways that you have never done it before. Because God said to the children of Israel, I'm going to give you what you didn't have before. Not what you had before. That would be you could do that for yourself. My God, never know. But I'm going to give you what you didn't have before. That's so you know it is me. And God loves the prosperity of his people. So we've got to own this thing. We've got to own this thing. We've got to own this thing. Because this is the perfect time. This is the perfect time. And when you begin to do this thing and you begin to work on it, 
you could go through an entire season overnight. Uh, overnight. Like they say overnight sensation. You could do a whole season because all God was doing was waiting on you to line up with these particular things. And then he could show forth his glory for you. And you, you and I would sit down with one and say, oh my God, how did this happen? It got to be God. It got to be God. And you know what we will say? Man, if I had known, it's like when I got saved. I sat in the back of church and I said to myself, this is what I was wasting my time not doing. I regretted not go coming to the Lord sooner. I sat in the back of church and said to myself, Wow, I should have done this a long time ago. This feeling of, of knowing that the greatest thing not just in our lifetime, ever. Greatest source of power. Greatest everything, the creator of the universe wants to know me. Knows me. Wants me to know him. And I've been wasting my time this whole time. Spinning my wheels, trying to do my own thing, trying to get what I wanted to get. Before I came to the Lord, I was trying everything to own a house, trying to trying everything to do this, trying everything to to get married, everything. But then after I, I met him, everything organized. It My life made sense. Out of all the confusion, God made it made sense. Showed me that, no, I've given you a gift long before you've understood what it, it meant or what it was. And it's for the betterment of his kingdom. For his glory. And you need to use it. To glorify him. And that's where. I got it. And I said. Huh. If God's going to give me more. I got to give more. That means I've got to share the gospel more. That means I've got to. I've got to. I've got to use these gifts more. If you place somebody in front of me, I got to say it, I got to do it. I've got to push the envelope when it comes towards him. To let people know, no, God is real. And he's able. He's able. This is our God. This is our God. Our God. Our God. We could show ownership because He shows ownership. He calls us His sons and His daughter. So we own our daddy. We're not lost. 
We're not wandering all over the place. No, we have a father. We have a father. We have a father. And we bless his holy name. And we call him good. We call him wonderful. We call him holy. And we call him awesome. We call him righteous. We call him redeemer. We call him blessed. Because he has made us to be blessed. We call him wonderful, mighty God. Counselor, King, Prince of Peace, Lord of Lords, King of Kings. We call him holy, righteous, and redeemer. And he called us his redeemed. This is our God. This is who we put our trust in. This is who we serve. My God. Some trust in chariots, some trust in horses, but we trust in the name of our God. Awesome and holy and wonderful is He. Bless his holy name.